bless the Lord. God is good. And God is good all the time. I called a couple of my grandkids, grandchildren, and they are coming now to read to you the text from which we want to look at God's word today. Amen. Read out as loud as you can. Slowly, slowly again, slowly. And where is that coming from? Amen. Let's hear it from another version. We heard it from Sister Moriah. Let's hear it from Brother Ethan. Cast all your worries upon him because he cares for you. Say it again. Cast all of your worries upon him because he cares for you. Amen. All your worries upon him. Next, we're going to have it from Brother Elias. Harris. Loudly. all your worry over to him. He cares about you. Turn all your worries over to him. He cares about you. Next, we hear it from Aaron. Aaron. Read on. Put all your worries on him, for he cares of you. Read that again. Put all your worries on him, for he cares of you. He cares for you. Amen. And finally, we'll have it from my second grandson, Brother Jaden. The John Finn version. <laughs> Don't download, but unload your anxiety. Mm. Unload your worries and unload your concerns on Christ, because Christ may lose. That is, he cares about you. Wow. So there are some things you're asking us here to unload. Because as I read the word of God, the popular word for us today is download. But I changed this in my version. Not download. You see, when you download something, you still keep a portion of it. If you download something on your computer, there is still another part of it that you have. But read that version again for us. Don't download, but unload your anxiety. Unload. Unload your worries. Unload. And unload your concerns on Christ. Because Christ may lose. That is, he cares about you. Pray for me, Brother Jaden, as I seek to deliver the word of God. Dear Lord, Father God, we just want to thank you for bringing us here today, Lord. We want to thank you for no matter where we were supposed to be, Lord, where we thought we were supposed to be, Lord, where we thought we were going to be, Lord, but we thank you that we are here, Lord, in your presence, you, Lord. Lord. We thank you that your presence is not bound by a building, Lord, yes, Father God, Lord. that we are out here, Lord, to reverence in your, and hear about your greatness, yes, Lord, Father Lord. God. We ask that you use this man, Lord, to, use, to do things that we cannot even see in the spirit, in the physical world, but things that are going on in the spirit, Lord, that are going on here, Lord, that are going on in China, Lord, in Africa, yes. Lord, yes. everywhere, Lord, that it will go on, Lord. We ask that you use him, Lord. That is not what he says, what he thinks, Lord, but it is only but what you have to say, Lord, Father God. Yes. We thank you for everything that you are doing within us, Lord, and in our lives, Lord. We thank you again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, grandkids. God bless each of you. Thank you to the prison worship team. Thank you to all musicians. Put your hands together for them. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us now rejoice further and be glad in it. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Somehow I felt in my spirit deeply that God wants to let us know that Jesus cares for us. Today I want to answer the question, does Jesus care? Does Jesus care? What should I do when I'm surrounded by grief and by trials? In the book of Luke, the 22nd chapter, verses 32 and verses 33, the Lord told Peter, he said, Simon, Simon, Satan has, you must know that Satan has got his wish to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith fail not. And once you have recovered, Simon, you must turn your, and strengthen your brothers. And as I thought about this verse, I thought about a great mathematical doctrine of trigonometry or uh, an aspect of mathematics. You see, you cannot teach trigonometry until you've gone through the grievousness of trigonometry. I had the pleasure of helping someone as a whatever they call them, you, you, they were doing their master's degree in electrical engineering, and they asked me to kind of mentor, just turn in their papers and so on. And, and when I looked at what this person was sending in to the university, I did not know a thing on the paper. Master's level trigonometry? If you have not experienced certain things, you are not able to help others who are going through the trouble and their trials. One who has not gone through the rigorousness of trigonometry cannot help or teach someone about trigonometry. I learned this beautiful song some time ago by a pastor called Pastor Frank E. Graff. He wrote the words to this song. Somehow today we have forgotten those glorious songs. He said, does Jesus care when my heart is pained too deeply for mirth and song? As the burdens press and the cares distress and the way grows weary and long. And I'm sending a word out there to each person.
person, every individual who, who is experiencing what Pastor Greff experienced, death, despair, the death of his wife, the death of his child, the death of his sister. What is it that you are experiencing now that causes you pain and myrrh and distress and weariness? The Lord said to give you these words from him. Because I myself have been in funerals. I had to attend my mother's funeral. I had to attend my daddy's funeral. I had to conduct my sister's, my younger sister's funeral. I've had to be and to participate in church members' funerals. I've had to be in so many church members' funerals. But I hear the voice of David saying, to you who feel perplexed and distressed today. Psalm 142 and verse 4. David said, look on my right and see there is no one to befriend me. All help is denied me. No one cares about me. David a man after God's own heart. Now, not only David experienced this, Jesus himself experienced this when he was in Gethsemane. His closest friends on earth had failed him. They failed to befriend him. And so, in the great time of despair, they watched him go through and Jesus in essence was saying, who cares for me? Each of us will experience our time of Gethsemane. And so when you face your Gethsemane, I'm talking directly to you as the Lord prompted me. When you face your Gethsemane, Notice our responses to our Gethsemane. Quit the church. Somebody said something bad about us. Quit the church. Don't come back. Is that how you are going to face your Gethsemane? Another way of facing Gethsemane is to send some nasty texts. These are current ways of facing our Gethsemane. We send a text out describing the wretchedness, the ugliness of some believers. How are you facing Gethsemane, my brother? How are you facing Gethsemane, my sister? Oh, I'm going to drink some alcohol. I'm going to smoke some ganja. Each of us will face Gethsemane. Gethsemane is symbolic of the aloneness, of the grief, of the fear, of the pain, of the anger. And sometimes it looks like no one wants to help us. 
Jesus calls it the wine press. And so it begins in your life at some time when the wine in your life is being pressed. You see, wine presses are not like today's presses. Wine presses in those days, they threw all the wine on a piece of wire or with, with holes in it. And they crushed, they stepped on the, on, the, on, on the grapes. They stepped on the bunches of grapes. And so the wine was pressed down. What are you experiencing that seems to be pressing you down? Seems to be crushing you. But let me tell you, the result of the crushing, the results of the pressing is so that Good wine comes out of you. What am I going to do in my Gethsemane? Here, David. The scripture says that David was a man after God's own heart. What happened to him? Here, David, in Psalm 13. He said, how much longer... Will you forgive me, O Lord, forever? Or forget me, sorry. How much longer will you forget me, O Lord, forever? How much longer will you hide your face from me? How much longer must I endure this grief in my soul and this sorrow in my heart? By night and by day? How much longer, God, must mine enemies have the upper hand on me? If you ever feel like this, you are in good company. Oh, Pastor Fing, are you really serious about that? Yes, I am. If you ever feel like David... You are in good company. Why? Because Jesus himself said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When you feel forsaken, when you feel pressed, when you feel pushed down, you are in good company. <laughs> we may not believe it. Jesus felt that spirit of abandonment. And the song that Graf wrote says, does Jesus care? And he answers it in the verse, in the chorus, when he says, oh yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are weary, when the long nights are dreary, he says, I know my Savior cares. Hear what First Peter had to say to us. Most people read it today. He encourages us to unload our worries. Not download it. Unload it. Where's Elder Bryant? He left. Oh, he's right there. In his car. 
Elder Bryant understands unloading more than many of us. To have a hundred and something thousand, a hundred, a thousands and thousands of pounds on a trailer. And then he has to go on a dock and unload the trailer. That means when he unloads his trailer, his truck is empty. God is saying to us, unload our worries on him. Not download it. When you download, you are keeping part of it. Unload your worries on him since he is looking after us. Jesus has been where you are. Know how he feels. Even at your worst. Hebrews 4.15 tells us. For he is not a high priest who is incapable of feeling our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way like we are, though without sin. So let us be confident, says the writer, in approaching the throne of grace, that we may have mercy from him, and find grace in the time that we need help. Not only are we assured that Jesus knows what we are going through. But we are assured that his love never changes. I have a word for you today. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The second point. Does Jesus care? The other verse says, when my way is dark, with a nameless dread and fear. As the daylight fades into deep night shades, does Jesus even care? Even the apostle Paul struggled with fear. He had several opportunities to fear. Remember 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 3. I was with you in weakness, in fear, with much trembling. And so Paul was able to advise Timothy. He said to him, God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love. And a spirit of self-control. Paul had fear himself. But you know what? Paul, fear was under control. Paul was beaten. Paul looked up to the jailer. 
But notice the result in salvation of the jailer. Notice the result of the salvation of the whole jailer's household. Imprisonment is not always a bad thing. Imprisonment is not always a bad thing. When Paul went to jail, notice what happens. And you can talk to many men and women who have been in jail. The ministry they had while they were locked up. Are you overwhelmed by fear? Know that God is with you. And the third and final point. Does Jesus care? When I've tried and failed to resist some temptation strong. When for my deep grief, I find no relief. Though my tears flow all the night long. Back to David. He's cried to God and he said, God, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. David said, cast, not, cast me not away from thy presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. What was David saying? Hear him. My heart... I have now is not clean. And the heart that I need must come from you. Do you need a clean heart? Because you have failed? Because you were unable to resist a temptation? David said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I hear the Lord saying to you today, look for opportunity to create. This is the opportunity and not for us to create something, to recreate. I know this looks like a difficult time. I know this looks like a strenuous time. But I hear the Lord saying, crisis is an opportunity for recreation. I pray that you receive that today. I said before, I think in the Chinese language, that there is not this word called crisis. They call it opportunity. Corona, virus, times, are not times for us to be disgraced. They are not times for us to become discouraged. It's an opportunity for recreation. That's the word of the Lord for us today. What was David saying? David was saying, the heart God that I have now is not a clean heart. It has to be recreated. 
Do you need a new heart? Maybe you failed in some way. God has not let you down because you failed. They told us what happened. He told us what he lost. But Graf says, oh yes, he cares. I know he cares because his heart is touched with your grief. Let me say to you today, I'll conclude with this. Never doubt that God cares for you. I don't care what you are experiencing. I don't care what you are going through. Never doubt that God cares for you. No matter how difficult your situation is, understand that you must never doubt that God cares for you. And in Mark chapter 4, the disciples were caught in a storm. And here, they must talk to Jesus. Jesus, do you care that we perish? And notice Jesus' response. Peace, be still. I want to speak the words of Jesus over us. Over you on Facebook or wherever you are on the media. I want to speak that word. Maybe you are in a situation where you are questioning, does God care about my situation? You've been crying about your situation. It is an opportunity for recreation. In the midst of trouble, remember this today. He cares for you. Casting all your care. Oh, I love that Greek word for the word care. It is called your merimas. Cast all your merimas on him. Why? Because he cares. Or he, in the Greek, it's a word called he melees. He cares about you. What is it that's worrying you? God sent this word specifically to you today. What is it that is worrying you? What is it that brings anxiety to you? What is that thing that seems to take away your peace and you can't rest? The songwriter says, oh yes, he cares. I know that he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When my days are weary and the long nights are dreary, I know, I know 
because somebody said it. I know my Savior, He cares. Oh, yes, He cares. I know He cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are weary, the long nights dreary, I know my Savior cares. Sing it with me. I know he cares. I know he Oh, yes, he cares. Oh, yes. He His heart is touched with my grief. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are weary, when the days are weary, the long nights dreary, the long nights dreary, I know my Savior. Just sing this on this back. I want to pray for some people today. You are my strength. Corona has brought some degrading, distressing opportunities in our lives. Children are dying. Parents are dying. Aunts and uncles are dying. Weariness hits so many souls, so many families. And so there is this honest cry. Does Jesus care? Does Jesus care about us? Oh yes, he cares. He cares for you, sister. He cares for you, brother, laying on this bed and looking right now. Maybe you've lost your job. You've lost your family. You've lost your mother. You've lost your father. You've lost your child. Does Jesus care? Oh, yes. He cares. I ask you to stretch your hands towards him and say, God, I need you. I need your strength. I need your peace. I need your encouragement. Does he care? Oh yes, he cares. He is looking out for you. He's watching you. He has prayed for you. And he will help you. This is an opportunity for you to experience his love. Will you today? So Father, I pray for this person. 
who is crying out to you. Oh God, need to know you. Distress has come. Weakness has come. Opportunities, oh God, are showing as well. But for fear, they are afraid to jump on the possibilities. I pray in the name of Jesus that you open doors. Let them see how much you care about them. Let them know today, God, that you care and you are concerned in the name of Jesus. And if you are out here, and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. What an ideal opportunity to say to the Lord, God, I need you. God, I need you in my time of distress. God, you know what I have lost. God, you know where I am. I'm giving you my life today. Accept him as Lord. Accept him as your Savior. Say, Father, I love you. Father, I need you. Father, I want you. Take care of my family. Take care of my children. Take care of my co-workers. Oh, God, you are able because you care for us today. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, you'll be strong. Tell us about your testimony. Write us and tell us that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior today. No matter where you are, you've heard the word. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask, think, and even imagine. Be strong. Be encouraged. Why? God cares for you. In the name of Jesus, be blessed. Have a great day. Have a great week. I love you. Amen.